Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 10% Happier early and ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. I never thought I'd be sitting here talking to anyone about this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a piece of me that's just opening up. And so um, to be able to discuss it in such an intelligent way and to be able to talk about it and to be able to be one of those uh, examples of, look, you know, you can you can shift the internal and it does shift the external. From ABC, this is the 10% Happier Podcast. I'm Dan Harris. So I'll admit, and you'll hear me admit this to my guest this week, uh, that I don't know much about country music. Um, I'm not particularly a huge fan, although I am partial to alt-rock, dad-rock, uh, alt-country, Wilco-style stuff. But uh, commercial, big, poppy commercial country music isn't really my bag. But I do know the name Leanne Rhymes, And so when I saw that there was a magazine article that mentioned that she had a meditation room in her home, I asked her publicists if they'd be willing to put her on this little podcast and they said to my surprise they said yes and so here we go leanne rhymes um she actually has quite a serious meditation practice as you'll hear her discuss um she's very articulate about uh why she does it and what it's done for her she's had a very interesting life she's been famous since she was a little kid her first big hit was at age 13 she was on Star Search before that. Uh, she was, I, I believe, the youngest person ever to win a Grammy at age 14. Uh, she's had a very varied career where she's she's been in movies. In fact, she's in a new, she's got a brief role in a new movie called Logan Lucky. And uh, she's written books, including novels. She's also been engaged in more than her fair share of uh, tabloidy stuff. We don't really get into that, but she does make some oblique references to it in quite interesting ways. And so, uh, without further ado, here we go, Leanne Rhymes. So, what kind of meditation are you doing? Um, I there's so many different kinds. I started out. Um, I started working with an energy healer about a couple of years ago, and one of the reasons why we were just talking about this off of air. Um, I was on stage and I was experiencing so much energy coming back at me, and I was get, coming off incredibly drained. And I didn't understand what was going on, really. I mean, I understood the exchange of energy, but not in that way where I was like, wow, why am I coming off like so drained? And um, I'm just a really em empathic, very sensitive person. I think that's just part of my gift in my art. And so, you know, I have all of these fans that have these incredible stories about how my music has been a part of their lives. And some of them are really sad. And some of them, you can just, for me, I can just feel... I can feel the intensity of the way that people relate to me. So I started working with an energy healer, and she um, she started working with me through uh, a lot of these visualization meditations because my brain, like my brain would not shut off. <laughs> um, I couldn't sit still for 10 minutes. So um, a lot of visual visualizing, a lot of light, and like those kind of things um, to start with. And then I um, I started diving deeper into it, getting into meta and... Um, meta, like loving kindness mm -hmm, meditation. Yeah, really? I love loving. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful meditation um and then i've i've just started allowing myself i guess spiritually and you know to listen to my instinct when i sit down to meditate so, like guide me through what i need today and um i'm now like literally can sit in stillness for a good 45 minutes to an hour and like oh. i just don't want anybody to even bring me out of it <laughs> like leave me alone so um it's it really has it's changed everything about my life it's changed the way i it's changed my perception about, you know, everything in my life has kind of remained the same, but my perception has changed. And it's, you know, we talk about 10% happier here. Like, I feel like I'm 
way more than that like at least 50 <laughs> at least 50 um, I don't like getting into mathematical no, arguments no, at least 10% 50. was a joke <laughs> just for the record <laughs> yes no no but um, but it, it really has it's it's changed my relationships um, the way I um, I'm, I'm less reactive uh, it's just my whole outlook on life has, has changed and it's you know I've been doing this I've been in this business for over 20 years and you were famous at 13 yeah which has brought a ton of challenges in itself and um, you know I've gone through my whole life in the public eye and so this feels like a piece of me you know I get to have those moments for myself and I used to not be able to sit in I didn't I had separation anxiety big time um, I used to not be able to sit by myself at all I just didn't want to be alone and now I I crave that time every day I have to have that piece for myself I have to say I don't I didn't know you before mm-hmm. but I was really struck from the moment you sat down in this room or even meeting I actually saw you as just for the listeners I saw you know this but <laughs> yes. I saw you coming into the building when I said came up and said hello I, I meet a lot of famous people you don't have that vibe about you, for lack of a less cheesy term. Thanks. You really seem like a normal person. Uh, thank you. I try. I strive for that. Um, I, You know, it's just something that, God, it's, there's so many levels to that for me. Um, it's something that was instilled in me, I think, as a kid. I mean, I'm from the South. I've always had those kind of values in me. But um, I, I think there's a humanity that's come out of me um, just after all I've, I've gone through. Um Starting out as a child star, um, all the ups and downs, I think there's a a humanity and a humility that I've found that um, from where I create from now, from where I connect from now, um, how I connect to myself. And yeah, there's, I think as I'm starting to get deeper and deeper into meditation and spirituality and into myself, and I really, I think it's so easy for us to use all of our gifts for ourselves and to strive for things for ourselves and I think I've had that in my life and of course I want that but I'm always looking at it now how can I how can I use my gifts for the whole and that's really something that I'm especially in this climate um what we're living in right now diving into more I don't know exactly what that looks like completely for myself but I'm I'm definitely uh um trying to explore and discover that for myself because I think after being in this business for so long, I either I've been joking and and, and kind of joking, but it's, it's pretty serious too. It's like I I want to try I want to try to expand in a different way. Or I don't want to do this anymore. Like, what am I doing it for? Um, just putting out hit records. Putting, yeah, right. right. Just putting out music. Yeah. I mean, it's now it's I'm as an artist. I have the the opportunity to be able to put hope in the world um, with my last record, Remnants. I've I really made released in February. Yeah, it was released in February. Um, I was. I made a conscious effort really to to put love and hope out in the world and I I think that that kind of kicked the ball rolling for me of okay how do I expand that and and you think that, that in some ways grew out of your meditation oh practice. completely grew out of my meditation practice yeah just getting in touch with myself and realizing and then also realizing how connected we all are um, and how much we all need to be uh, diving into that piece of how connected we all are right now and um, it's just kind of it's grown really fast within me, and and like I said, I'm trying to uh, really kind of figure out how that um, how that is going to develop for me to be able to use my gifts and my talents and my platform in a in a broader way. It's an interesting question, like how you actually do that, because musicians have been singing about love right. for a long time. Right. Um, uh, John Lennon, John who Lennon lived and well. died right up the street from here. Yeah. Um, uh, 
was was doing it in the in the sixties, and yet we've had plenty of war. And you and I are speaking days yeah. after Charlottesville. Um, there's a lot of tumult still. So how do you, how does one as an artist with the platform and the gifts that you have? make a dent in any of this i have i you know i wish i had a silver bullet for it. i wish i did too i wish i had the answer i mean i think it's you know as a creator i think you continue to for me i what i realized on this last record is i'm if i open myself up i'm such a conduit to be able to 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 receive um to receive creativity to be able to put out in the world that means something and um you know there's probably four or five songs on the Remnants album that have the title Love and Love in the title. And I, as a songwriter, I was like, God, this is so cliche. Like, why are we writing this? And as I took a step back from it, I was like, oh, I'm, these are important messages. Like, and we're looking at it from every angle. And so sometimes you have to let that, that ego side of you that's going, oh, why are you writing so many love songs? Completely go and go, oh, this really means something. I see the bigger picture. And so um, as a creator, I think there's one one aspect there, be, being able to continue to create um, uh, music and uh, art that speaks to our times, um, that makes people think. Uh, I think that's really important at this moment. Um, you know, people listen to music. People, people take a look at art and it really affects them. And so... Uh, I think I have an opportunity to be able to do that through my music. But um, as a as a human and as um, as a person who you know, hopefully can you know, I, I use the word loving activist because I think it's so important for us to come from that space of love, to come from that space of peace. You know, love says no, and love can love can make changes. But if we're coming at it from a place of anger and hatred. Um, we're never gonna we're never gonna get anywhere. I mean, I think you know Martin Luther King and, and Gandhi and everybody have shown that um, uh, and demonstrated that uh, very well. Um, but I feel like sometimes we're not we're not uh, demonstrating that anymore in our society. Um, and so it's it's time for people to, to start, I guess, with the awareness of it to be able to cultivate that and to be able to, um, I guess, for myself with. Uh, to be um, someone who can be an example of that. So I think I start with myself. I start with my music, and then I keep asking myself the question of how how can that grow from there? And opportunities may arise that neither of us could foresee Absolutely. right now sitting here. I mean, yeah, I think I, all the time. I talk about dropping your ego when when talking about, when getting into things that you fear are going to be cliche, uh, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of problems with that. Um, <laughs> right, uh, a lot of problems with that. <laughs> with dropping my ego in any way is a huge problem. But 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 I do think there's something, and this is going to sound a little woo woo, uh, but there is something to uh, if you have your intention and motivation in kind of set in the right direction. Uh, things may opportunities may come up for you that yeah. you wouldn't have foreseen otherwise. All the time, sitting here talking to you. Actually, I never thought I'd be sitting here talking to anyone about this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is a piece of me that's just opening up, and so um, to be able to discuss it in such an intelligent way, and to be able to talk about it, and to be able to um, be one of those uh, examples of look, you know, you can you can shift the internal and it does shift the external um for me that's been a big thing so um yeah i I, things open up for me all the time in fact i i keep a i keep a gratitude and kind of magic list of my of my days and i reflect back every night and it keeps getting really really Mm -hmm. long Mm -hmm. um just when you start recognizing little moments of of magic and of of um of gratitude it they keep growing i mean it's it i always thought it was bs actually <laughs> i was like 
you know, really, does that gratitude thing really work? And so I, I started I started a list and, and started creating it, and it just kept getting longer and longer. I'm like, wow, this really this really does work. When when whatever you focus on grows, it's you, true. You are my people, a a a <laughs> uh, a converted skeptic. Yes, because <laughs> uh, I do this thing now with this is super cheesy. I've talked about it on this show before, but every night before I go to sleep. You know, you got to do something with your mind mm-hmm. to fall asleep. And I just kind of make a list of the things I'm grateful for. Yep. You know, start. I have a two-year-old. I'm, I'm, some days I want to put him in the garbage. But <laughs> but mostly I'm very, very grateful that he exists. Right. And start from there. And the list can go really long. And then often I fall asleep. Um, mm-hmm. I want to get back to what you were talking, though, about your actual meditation practice. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the word meta, M-E-T-T-A, for the uninitiated who may be listening. This is... Talk about having to drop your ego because this practice can feel very cheesy. It's like where you envision people and send them good vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you get into that practice? And Can you walk us through how you you do it? This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I got to tell you, I feel so much better when I talk about my anxiety instead of keeping it bottled up. There's an expression that I first heard from the great researcher, and also Zen practitioner Robert Waldinger, never worry alone. Our temptation many times is to keep it bottled up, but the data really show that the people who do the best in life, who live the longest and are the happiest, have strong relationships with people with whom they can talk about whatever's going on in their lives. And for me, therapy is part of that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you might give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash happier today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash happier. As they say at Amica, empathy is our best policy. Whether you need auto, home, or life insurance, they're ready to help you protect the things that matter most to you. They're a mutual company, customer-owned, in service to you. Amica representatives are here when you need them, and you can take comfort knowing a real person will be there on the phone to take care of you because the greatest measure of their success is your satisfaction. More 10% happier on the way, but first, a quick word from the sponsor of today's episode, Blue Apron. Incredible ingredients make incredible meals. That's why Blue Apron partners with a community of over 150 artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, sustainable fisheries, and responsible ranchers across the United States. Thanks to these partnerships, Blue Apron is able to deliver fresh, seasonal, perfectly portioned ingredients with easy-to-follow recipes right to your door for under $10 per meal. Log in each week to select the recipes you want to cook or let Blue Apron choose based on your food preferences. With Blue Apron, there's no weekly commitment, so you get the deliveries when you want them. Rediscover how fun cooking can be while enjoying specialty ingredients and exploring new flavors and cuisines. When you cook with Blue Apron, you bring the best ingredients to your table while developing a sustainable food system for future generations. Join the growing community of Blue Apron home chefs today and get your first three Blue Apron meals free, plus free shipping at blueapron.com meditate. That's blueapron.com meditate. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I want to get back to what you were talking, though, about your actual meditation practice. Mm-hmm. How did you get into that practice? And can you walk us through how you you do it? Um, 
Well, love, because I, I think, you know, the word love, and I think in our society we look at it as an um, an emotion rather than an action. And so when I started writing writing this record and this love started coming out, I'm like, whoa, what is, something's trying to tell me something here. And it, I think it started opening my heart in different places where I feel like I had closed it off. And um, I've, uh, you know, I'm a, um, I'll go into this a little bit. Um, I'm a, I'm a stepmom with a, uh, two boys uh, that are 10 and 14 and the step family um, environment can be rocky at times and so to try to cultivate love in that situation honestly that's what brought me to Meta Um, and when I discovered it I was like okay I'm starting to put all of these little puzzle pieces together for myself and um, and also the piece of Meta where it was um, directing it toward yourself is probably one of the hardest pieces for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Really? Yeah. Big Because time. so many people love you. Well, thanks. <laughs> but I think it's it's a loving myself thing. You know, I've, I'm my hardest, you know, worst critic. And so it's... I... And growing up in this business, like, there's so many opinions coming at you and, like, you lose yourself. You lose that piece of you that is really in touch with um, with the... Uh, intuition in your soul and so I think to cultivate that this you know Meta's helped me really sit with finding the love that I so easily give turning it to myself and then taking you know using people that are you know you go from yourself and you go to uh, someone who's neutral and direct love and kindness and then you go to someone who you you love and then someone who you find difficult and um and that, yeah, it's uh, it's challenging. And to really feel that. I mean, you know, you can intellectualize it all you want, but to really feel that. I mean, I I find myself with certain pieces still intellectualizing it a lot. But every once in a while, you'll tap into that where you're like, oh, I really feel, I feel that, I feel love. How does it play out when the rubber hits the road and you're having a tough moment with the step <laughs> It's that, you know, it's not really, it's not my stepkids, actually. It's uh, it's the it's the adult dynamic of the whole situation. Gotcha. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but uh, but um, the, sometimes we aren't so such uh, big adults. Um, but I, you know, it, it brings, um, it brings more compassion. I can see, I can put myself in someone else's shoes, um, even though I might not agree with their actions. Um, I can definitely not be responsive. Um, you mean just like fly off the handle? Yeah, not at all. It's changed my whole life in that way. Um, and I've also realized that we're all, as human beings, we're all on a different, we're all in our different places of growth. And so... With that realization, it gives me um, I, I can I can cultivate more compassion for people, and not to say that I'm above anyone at all. I have so much further to go, but I am in a place at this moment where I can create um, and cultivate compassion for a place where I actually know that I have been. You know, mm-hmm. I see myself there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I've been angry about that before. Or I may, might not that that situation might not have happened and occurred in my life, but I know that feeling, and so. Um, that's so important. It's so important as human beings that we try to cultivate compassion for one another. You can't sit and watch your own mind and not see that you're insane. Oh, And then when you completely. see how insane you are, you realize, oh, this is the human condition. Right. And so when you see somebody else freaking out at the airline counter or 
being inappropriate over dinner or whatever, or losing it with their child, with a little bit of meditation on board, mm-hmm. you can see, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in my repertoire, too. Right. I know how that feels. Yeah. And I've been there. And it even, it's funny, like, even little things. There was this guy, I was in the airport, um, and this man, he walked into me. Like, I, I was coming off of a, of a walking run walkway, and I couldn't stop. He just walked into me like I wasn't there. And even the guy beside me, he's like, he did. I didn't even think he saw you. But it, he hit me hard, and then I ran over his foot with my bag, and I turned around, and I went, dude. <laughs> I'm like, and then I was like, wait. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> like, first, though, my first reaction was like, what are you doing? And then I stopped for a moment. I'm like, okay, are you okay? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, even those just moments mm-hmm. where you can make a different decision. Mm-hmm. Um, these are, you know, I've been working on this for a couple of years now, and this, these are new things for me. And it's, for me, it's, you know, out of all that I've accomplished in my life, those moments are huge Absolutely. like biggest accomplishments ever <laughs> for a human being yes. these are you have i mean this is the whole point of of this podcast and of of my basically of the latter half of my entire of my adult life is to point out that these are skills that mm-hmm. you can develop oh big time being less of an idiot is a skill <laughs> that you can develop totally. and you are a walking poster child for this yeah. um b- before i let you go cuz i'm i'm sensitive to the fact that yeah. you have limited time um Logan Lucky, you got yes. a new song. I well, actually, His new movie Logan Lucky, which I yes. hear from you, is very good. It is. And I it's believe very you. Funny. The critics agree with you. It's very funny. It's Daniel Craig, um, Adam Driver, um, Channing Tatum, just a fantastic cast of people. Uh, and yes, there's a Steven Soderbergh called, and when Steven Soderbergh calls, I guess you <laughs> you end up in Atlanta singing a song. Um, no, he called in. Uh, I guess he had seen me perform the national anthem at an Indy car, um, the Indy 500 race, several years ago. And within the film, there's a NASCAR race that uh, the, where the heist in this film happens, and they they needed someone to sing "America the Beautiful" to open the race. And so he called, and I ended up a couple days later in Atlanta where they were filming, and. Um, I didn't realize America the Beautiful had eight verses. I don't know if anybody knows this, but I was unaware. And I get there, and they hand me the lyrics to it, and I'm like, okay, so eight verses. I'm like, does he want all eight verses? And the producer's like, oh, yeah, he wants all eight verses. I'm like, well, can I can I speak to him? <laughs> so they take me down to set, and he's like, oh, I had no idea they had eight, eight verses. I'm like, thank you, God. So um, he ended up saying, just do the first two. And uh, so the next morning I come in, I go down get dressed, go down to the the track, and I sing literally sing it twice. He has everything set up, sing it twice. And he's like, okay, cool, done. <laughs> so it was honestly easiest thing I've ever done. He's the nicest man, such a pro. I mean, his whole team of people around him, the actors, everyone's just amazing. So um, I think the film is fantastic. And I also have a song off of my album, Remnants, which is called Love is Love is Love. Um, that's in the really film, too. Really tripling down on I know, I am. I'm tripling down. <laughs> tripling down. Um, yeah, but uh, I have that on the, the soundtrack in the film, too. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It was a really fun project that kind of, like you said, kind of came out of the blue. And you're like, oh, okay, that sounds like fun yeah, to do. Yeah, I think when, if Steven Soderbergh calls me, I will also right. say Right, okay, good, yes. I don't think that's going <laughs> to Glad happen. we agree on that. <laughs> and the other thing you've got going on that I wanted to ask you about is is uh, this festival you're doing from Wine Country? 
Oh, oh yes. Um, live from the vineyard? Live from the vineyard, yeah. There's um, a bunch of radio stations all over the country that uh, they do, they're involved in this event, and um, I'm headlining it this year, and it's in Napa. I mean, once again, you don't really say anything, you know, and say no to Napa, <laughs> but uh, they bring in a bunch of winners, um, so I do a couple of shows, actually. I do one big show for the winners, and I do a show for the radio stations and the um, and the uh, the people that are sponsoring the event, so it's it's going to be a fun fun little time. I am excited about it. Yeah, I love doing that. It sounds like your life ain't bad. It's not bad. No, I'm good. Things are good. Thank you very much. Thanks for, doing for having this. me. Yeah, yeah, it was so nice to come and talk to you. Absolute pleasure. Thank Any you. and one more question. Any if people want to get more information about you, I know you've written books. Yeah. And uh, is there a central place where people can go just to learn more? Yeah, there's um, LeanneRhymesWorld.com is my website, and then um, I also started a blog because of all of this change that's happening in me, and I wanted to share another part of myself um, called Soul of Everly, E V E R L E, and um, and that just kicked off a couple of months ago. So I'm just continuing to develop that so yeah come come find me All right, around send some traffic your way <laughs> thank you so much thank you very much okay that does it for another edition of the 10 percent happier podcast if you liked it please take a minute to subscribe rate us also if you want to suggest topics you think we should cover or guests that we should bring in hit me up on twitter at dan b harris Importantly, I want to thank uh, the people who produce this podcast, Lauren Efron, Josh Cohan, and the rest of the folks here at ABC who helped make this thing possible. We have tons of other podcasts. You can check them out at abcnewspodcasts.com. I'll talk to you next Wednesday. If you like 10% Happier, and I hope you do, uh, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest. And they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense thing you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is the competition. Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Once upon a beat, remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember Remix and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the New Kids and Family Podcast. Once upon a beat, Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. 
follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat.